Let's start off with the nugget this morning. Real short. Faith governs conduct. Faith governs conduct. So if you've got bad conduct, that means your faith's not working. If you have weak conduct, so, but if you've got good conduct, your faith is operating good. So that applies in every area of our lives. Not just, you know, I attend church all the time and, you know, it's not. Okay. Father, we're praising you. We just give you thanks as we look to your word. We're asking that your Holy Spirit open our eyes of our understanding to a greater measure, Father God, than that which is being taught. We praise you. We just give you thanks that we can apply these principles, Father God, to our lives, Father God, thereby becoming more mature. and active, Father God, in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 13. That's Romans chapter 13. That's for the first one. We're going to look at two real quick. And turn also to the book of Luke chapter 21. That's Romans 13 and Luke 21. Romans 13. Looking at verse 11. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awaken out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. From the Amplified, besides this, you know that a critical hour this is, how it is high time now for you to awake out of your sleep, arouse to reality for salvation. Final deliverance is nearer to us now than when we first believed, adhered to, trusted in, and relied on Christ the Messiah. Awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. How much more true it is today than it was when it was written. Luke chapter 21. <coughs> Looking at uh, verse 28, Jesus is speaking. When, when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nine. You can read what, what he said there, uh, starting with verse 5 to that point. He's talking about end times. How close are we? Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nine. The church, Christians, we need to awaken to the things of God. For the time frame which we now live in is dangerous, is full of vile, deception, evil, and wickedness. You and I can no longer procrastinate 
or be slothful in the things of God. We no longer have the element of time as a luxury. Time as we know it is rapidly coming to a climax. The return of the Lord Jesus Christ is imminent. We need to be ready. Let me emphasize that again. We need to be ready. All things are made ready for his return. Read your newspaper. Hear, listen to your news. And then open your Bible and they coincide with one another. Things are happening all around the world to Christians. Just heard an article from a leading evangelist that here in the United States, 49 out of the 50 states has ISIS members in it. You know what ISIS is doing? They're killing Christians. We think it's not going to happen here? It's already happened. The case in Oklahoma. Lady had was was killed by um, a member. Then, then just a, a few days ago, or a week, or so, week ago, somebody went in and went to the office and asked if they were uh, Muslim. The guy said no. There was another killing. It's happening here in the United States, and we, we are blinded to it. We have to be ready. Christians outside of our country are ready. That's why there's so many being martyred. Turn with me to Chronicles chapter 2. Second uh, Chronicles, pardon me. Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, 16, I'm sorry. Second Chronicles chapter 16. Second, oh boy, I got, I'm in the wrong book. Okay. Second Chronicles chapter 6. Boy. Verse 9. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose heart is perfect towards him. Therein thou hast done foolishly. Wherefore from henceforth thou shalt have wars. God is looking for people to work with. Amen. Who's perfect towards him. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Through the whole earth. To show himself strong on the behalf of those whose heart are perfect towards him. God's wanting to do something for you. Want to do something for me? What's going on? Well, our only hope. Let's see what the book of Psalms says about our only hope. Psalms 85. Psalms 85. Psalms 85, our only hope. Verse 6, Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? 
from the Amplified, will thou not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Oh, Lord. This is our only hope. For him to revive us. We just sang a number of songs about revive us. Or revival. It starts with the individual. We need to come alive to God this morning. And stay alive. It says we need to be awakened. Looking at, just to read uh, Romans 13, 11 again. Knowing that, the time, that is now high time to awaken out of our sleep, for our salvation is nearer than when we believed. Those eastern skies are going to break open soon. How many are going to be going? How many Christians are going to be going? Too many of us are wandering around doing other things. We need to start looking for the Lord. It's high time. Share the good news. Okay, now let's turn to 2 Chronicles one more time. And we want to go to uh, the 7th chapter. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. Familiar verse that we read quite often, but we're going to look at it again. Verse 14, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal from heaven and forgive their sin and I will heal their land. If my people that are called by my name. Is there any healing in our land today? We're going to need to get on our knees and start this process. We were born in this country. To be blessed and to be a blessing. But we have brought a curse upon this country by not standing up for what is right. We all have the I, me disease. Forget about the rest. You know, it's just only me. What I, what, what I get for myself is we've got to drop that. Again, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin, and I will hear the land. God is looking from heaven for those in the body of Christ will, to allow them to show himself strong on, their behalf, on his behalf. He's looking for those who are Consecrated to his will and purpose here on earth. God never works in independent of man, but with man. He desires yielded vessels today that he can trust to work through 
and properly represent him. We have a lot of Christians out there that are not properly representing him. Many, many, like I said, it's already said that 50% of the, of the churches are saying there's a different way now to heaven. Those are, quote, Christian churches. There's a different way to heaven? It's not what the Bible says. And people are gullible to listen to that. And they're so happy because, well, I don't have to follow God's laws now because there's a different way. I could, I could do my thing and still get to heaven. That's not what the Word of God is. But people are, Christians are falling for it. We are in the last days because it says when the apostasy, the falling away happens. We can't be that way. We have to put on the full armor of God. We are his people called by his name to act on his behalf here on earth in these last and final days. If we are not alert, we can slip into apathy, spiritual apathy, and miss God's purpose and plans for us and miss God's final call for the Christians. Wow, miss the final call? What's the final call? Come on up here. If you don't make it then, you've got some troubles. Don't miss the final call. There are family members and friends that are going to miss the call. Because we have the I me disease syndrome. Just as long as I make it. No, God says, go out there into the byways and highways and bring them in. Let's do our job. Begin to do my job. Again, it says, if my people. God has always supplies provisions and instructions and blessings through his words. Or his word. Again, God supplies provision, instruction, and blessing through his word. These blessings relate to a condition in his word. If, if, if we are willing to do God's, what God asks, we will experience his blessing for our lives. We must be willing. Keep your marker there in Second Chronicles. Let's go to the book of Luke this time. Or once again, Luke chapter 22. Jesus is speaking. Luke 22, verse 42. This is what Jesus said. Father, if thou be willing to remove this cup from me, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. 
How many of us are wanting our will and not what God wants? Some of it's got to be, we got to be honest. There's a, all of us are wanting our will. I want to be blessed, but you know, he asked us to do something over here. I know I need to be blessed, Lord, before I get do that. No, that's not the way it works. There's the if. If you're willing to do his word, then comes the blessing. When, when God's will becomes our primary aim, the blessings will flow. If we're not experiencing blessings, we're not following his pattern. And God doesn't feed through a faucet or a hose the blessings. It's like Niagara Falls. It comes overflowing. And if all we're experiencing is the little flow, we're clogged up. Uh Uh-oh. What makes us think that we can receive God's blessing in our lives if we're not willing to play by his rules or follow his rules? Everything hinges on if. If we are willing to do what he requires of us, then the doors are open for his goodness to flow. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 1. Again, familiar scripture. Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 19. If you be willing and obedient. See, a lot of people are willing, but they're not obedient. I'll do it on, I'm willing to do it, but on my time. If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. You shall receive the blessing of the land. You shall receive the blessing of God. As people of God, we must decide for God's way or no way. Turn with me now to the book of Psalms. One more time. Psalms 110 this time. Psalms 110. Would this verse be true to every believer today? Psalms 110, looking at verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Oh, in the beauty of, of holiness. From the womb of the morning that has uh, due on thy uh, youth. From the amplified. Your people will offer themselves willingly in the day of your power, in the beauty of holiness, in the holy array of the womb in the morning. To you will spring forth your young men who are also as due. We need to be willing. His power is here. The Holy Spirit is here. 
Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power. Are we willing? Are we receiving this? His power is here. The Holy Spirit is here. He has that power. We have to be willing to receive it and operate in it, not just be a, a container that's plugged up. When Jesus said to the woman at the well, I'll give you living water. He didn't say you'll get a, a drink. He said this would flow. We need to have the Spirit flowing out of us in this day and hour of His power. A willing heart to live within the guidelines of God will lead us in the best. Oh, glory to God. Looking at a very familiar scripture, we look at this quite a bit. Jeremiah chapter 29. See what we have this time. Jeremiah chapter 29, looking at verse 11. For I know your thoughts, that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end or a reward. Then you shall call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And if you seek me and find me, ye shall search for me with all your heart. Glory to God. God anoints His plans. Not yours, not mine. We can never go wrong when we choose to obey God. If you, have, if you and I have lost sight of our plans for our life or your life, the good news, God hasn't forgotten the plan. As you seek Him, glory to God, He will refresh that plan. And renew the assignment that he has for you or had given you. Glory to God. God has a plan for us. A glorious plan. Some of us have put it aside. Hey, you know, I don't want that. I want this. We can't do that any longer. We are living in the last of the last days. Maybe before we're finished this morning, we're going to have that wake-up call or the calling away. I wish it would be. But there are people out there that, that don't know the Lord. What's your assignment? Let's go to John chapter 5. Book of John chapter 5. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. When he gives you assignment, this is what you can expect. John chapter 5. Jesus again is speaking. Verse 30. I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. 
Glory to God. It's with God's will that these things will be done. It can be accomplished. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If I bear witness of myself, I witness is not true. There is another that bears witness of me, and I know that witness which is witness of me is true. Glory to God. He's within you. We're all new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. A lot of things have crept up on us. Sometimes we picked up that extra baggage. Shake it off. It's time to shake it off. We need to start moving in the right direction. You might be going the right direction, but you're dragging this other stuff with you. You know, when the, when the call comes, you're going to find out that stuff that you wanted is not going to be there. So why drag it along? Whoa, glory to God. Hallelujah. You can hear from God. You can read his word. Pray before you make a move that will affect your future and those around you. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, this is you. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are sons and daughters of God. Man, you need to rejoice. Your life matters to God. Because you are called. You have his name. Glory to God. Romans 8, still Romans 8 there. Look at verse 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called. And whom he called them, he also justified. And whom he justified, he also glorified. Look at the, the progression. You're called, and then all of a sudden you're glorified? Wow, glory. Why? Because he sees you perfect. And we need to begin to walk in, in line what he calls us. Quit being dragged around by the car or a hook in your nose. Oh, this is what the world wants you to do. You know, everybody's doing it. Well, what does the word of God say? The way to heaven is a narrow path, but broad and wide is the path to hell or destruction. And everybody is doing it. You don't want to be in that lineup. You want to, it might be a thing, I don't know. Walking the path with Jesus, I think all of us have seen the... the uh, the footsteps in the sand, you've seen the one, there's one set of footprints going down in the sand. Why is there only one set of footprints? Because you're walking in his footprints. You're following his path. There's only one set you need to follow. And it doesn't stray. It's in a proper direction. We need to follow through. Be willing and obedient. 
Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 4, Ephesians 4, 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling. One hope of your calling. Hallelujah. Glory to God. First Thessalonians. Just following through on this. First Thessalonians chapter 2. Look at verse 12. We need to wipe the dust off our shoes and straighten up. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 12. That you should walk worthy of God who has called you into his kingdom and glory. We need to walk worthy. Quit looking around. Let's walk worthy. Don't be sidetracked. When you become <laughs> I hate to say this, when you are sidetracked, if you're driving, you are weaving all over the road. And, you, and a lot of accidents happen when people are sidetracked. Um, being sidetracked also means if you're weary, you need to get some rest. They just had an accident with the bus driver that fell asleep at the wheel. And they had the cameras on. on you know, and, and it, they showed him weaving all, all over the place and all of a sudden, Smack. <laughs> we, need, we need to come alive. We need to know our destination. And the only baggage you can take on your destination are the souls that you win. Or the souls that we win. They say, well, I'm not a great soul winner. Well, that's all right. Go out there and do it. Ask the Lord to lead you. But here's the situation. You're giving into the church. And we finance other people that are going out into the world that are doing great work. I mean, like the children in the Philippines, the two, three, three orphanages, they're getting children saved. Those are souls accounted to you. Glory to God. Let's turn to first, since we're going that way, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 3 this time. 1 Peter chapter 3. Looking at verse 9, 1 Peter 3, 9. Not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that you shall inherit a blessing. When you're called and you're following through, you will inherit your blessing. Uh-oh. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, we're called by His name. His name. The name of Jesus has power in three worlds. Heaven, earth, and under the earth. 
glory to God, hallelujah. You can't hide. Some people said, well, when you're dead, there's nothing left. But according to this, you're under the earth. And he has, Jesus has dominion. So you're not escaping that way. So you can tell your atheist friends, you're under the earth. Jesus has dominion over it. We are to speak his name with authority because he lives in us. Let's go to Philippians. Let's back up a few uh, books. Book of Philippians chapter 2. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've got to hurry. Philippians chapter 2. Beginning with verse 9. That's Philippians 2 verse 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him, given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in earth and things in the earth and things under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. We have the privilege to be called by his name. We are empowered by his name. Let's go all, all the way back to the Gospels and we want to go to Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16. The Great Commission. Beginning in verse 15. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. Boy, that's heavy. And these are the signs that follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and, they and if they drink anything deadly it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's the Great Commission. In his name, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, looking at verse 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Proof. Okay, glory to God. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as the lightning fall from the heavens. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Glory to God. I like that song. There's a new, new name written down in heaven. And it's mine. And it's mine. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 4 this time. Acts chapter 4. Looking at verse 29. 
Acts 4.29. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child, Jesus. You've got some power. Laverne Tripp, I've got the power. Or you've got the power. In the name of Jesus. We gotta wake up. We keep on hearing the devil say, oh, you got nothing. Just tell him, devil, you got nothing. I've got the power in the name of Jesus. I can do all things. I can cast you out. Get thee out. I can heal the sick. Let me put my hands on the sick. Get out of him. Get out of him, devil. We need to declare this to be true. Have it operating in our lives. Oh, let's go on. Now let's back up to one. Back up a few verses. Uh, Acts chapter 4, looking in verse uh, 10. Be it known unto you and all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ and that whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. This is stone which was set at naught for you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither by, is there any salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven Given unto men where must be, we must be saved. There you go. When, when you find those Christians saying there's other ways, this, that scripture, those few verses right there, tell you there's only one way to heaven. Tell them, tell them, tell them they're playing the fool. You're going to go to hell. I can name you a few that are an authority in our land that say there's different ways to heaven. It don't work that way. Supernatural authority flows through the name of Jesus. Oh, let me give you the title. Revival Awareness. Revival awareness. If we're not aware of revival, we're not going to see the clouds open up. We have to, we have to open up. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14 says, says, we need to humble ourselves. Humility is a matter of choice. Pride is unreachable. Or unteachable. Matthew chapter 23. Looking at Matthew chapter 23. I have to hurry. I'm still on the second page and we've got two more to go. No, I only got one more page to go. That's Matthew chapter 23. Verse 12. And whoso shall exalt himself shall be abased and he that shall be humble himself shall be exalted. 
God desires to lift you up when you are meek. Any nation or individuals that do not seek their need for God will eventually be humbled. James chapter 1. In James chapter 1, looking at verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from the Father, uh, from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no various, neither shadow of turning. Glory to God. Humility is not a grace that can be acquired in a few months. It's a lifetime. Let's go to Psalms chapter 25. Psalms 25. And I'm going to have to close off. We're getting late. Psalm 25, looking at verse 9. The meek will he guide in judgment. And the meek Will he teach his ways? Have you learned anything? If you're learning something, you're meek to receive. Those that are not meek will not receive. Whoa. A lot of people just sit there. I dare you to teach me something new. I like it when they, they span the audience. Or the congregation, when you, if you watch television, sometimes they span the audience while the, the minister is speaking and you see people there. Just with that grimace look like, teach me something. How dare you? I've heard it a hundred times. I've heard it a thousand times. You can't teach me anything. Well, that's not humble. You're not going to receive anything. The Word of God says, faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, hearing and hearing and hearing. Continue hearing, not, oh, I heard it once, I don't need it. It's good to hear it one time. And the first time is the best time when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ. I heard it and I received, glory to God. But you want to share that with others. Hello. Let's go to John chapter 3. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John chapter 3. Look what is written here. We're talking about humility. Or being humble. John chapter 3, look at verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. From the Amphite, he must increase, but I must decrease. He must grow more prominent, and I must grow less. So, so get off your high horse. That's why a lot of a lot of a lot of non-believers won't co- go with a Christian or talk to a Christian because they, they're riding on a high horse. Well, you're going to hell, you sinner. Well, that's not what Jesus said. 
He spoke to him to lead him into new life. We need to speak to people kindly and lead them to new life. You're not going to win souls by being critical of their lifestyle. They know they're in the wrong. Jesus loves you just as you are. What? And he wants to make your life better. Wow. Hey, what's wrong with that? Jesus likes like me the way I am, and he wants to make my life better. You know, they might have another thought of what life is better, but at least you're uh, approaching them in a fashion where they're willing to hear you, most of them. You have some that'll come against them. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. It's only two minutes after 11. I've got another hour. And you're used to it, right? At getting out. No, I won't do that to you. We'll pick up on this next week since I got another page and a half. So we're looking at awareness, revival awareness. And what we're getting this sermon out of is Second Chronicles, oh, Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. Read that verse. See where it, where it applies to you. See how that this is a revival statement for each and every one of us. Because this statement is going to propel us into new horizons or open the horizons for us. Let's all stand. Glory to God. She didn't see it. She just got it. I have a different one for next Sunday. Maybe we'll combine them. I don't know. Uh, Wednesday nights we are showing the bait of Satan once more. It's an eye opener. I mean, uh, we haven't, haven't seen it for five years approximately or so, but some of the things, get the cobwebs out of your mind and get, and get it renewed because faith cometh by hearing. You might have heard it before, but when you hear something, you might catch something new that will apply to you, that'll help you out, because you're not going to point out to somebody else, this applies to you, I know it. No, it's not going to happen that way. It's going to be for yourself or how you can help somebody else, but not, well, this applies to you and you need to change. Okay. Father, we're praising you. We're just giving you thanks. We thank you, Lord, for the word. We're thanking, Lord, that you're giving this church revival in our hearts, Father God, that we can go forth, Father God, in these last days, Father God, to establish your covenant on earth, Father God, for those that are lost. We pray, Father God, that we will do our best. We will be willing and obedience to do what you've called us to do. Now give us a great day, Father God, as we begin this new day, as we spring forth, Father God, in time. And everyone agreed, said, Amen. Thank you.